Hello there. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to episode number 271 of Dude and a Monkey, the episode where Ian will be thinking in the back of his mind throughout the whole thing, do I get an iPhone X or do I wait for the X? Uh, what do I do? Apple, why Why are you not selling the X anymore yourselves, you bastards? Ah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's the it's the Apple conference, isn't it? Um, it's literally just finished in like the last twenty minutes or so. Yeah. Um, so what is it? We've got we've got um, three new phones. Yeah. But the X has gone and replaced by the X VR XRV or something. The, the, like that. Yeah, the XR. So basically, the Apple Store now does not have any iPhone Xs at all, and I'm sure they've got plenty of stock. So fuck knows what that what they're going to do with that. Um, but yeah, so you've now got the XR, and the X was only on sale from like November, so ten months and that thing's gone, which is weird. Um, with stock in the beginning with that one though. Yeah, because that's the, the yeah, because it was like really hard to get hold of, and they they delayed the launch for a couple months because of like component problems. So it launched in November. So like the eight launched in September. So I got an eight plus last September like they usually do with their launches. Then it came out in November. But now you've got the XS and XS Max coming out uh, a week Friday. And then the XR doesn't ship until late October. So it's basically, hey guys, if you want the one that's not a fucking ridiculous amount of money to buy, you're going to have to wait six weeks. <laughs> yeah they, they do do that though don't they to kind of like oh, I, I, is it to pull people in and just get in the other ones and then get in the X it's just as well I don't know like I, I'm just going to have a rant and then I'll be done right so I just need to get this out of my system the okay. the XS starts at £999 starts at £999 if you oh, want grand. the a grand you could buy a fucking iMac for less I just it's my word the amount of money they must be making off these fucking things the XS Max 1099 and then if you know if you want a higher capacity fucking storage then shit man you're gonna have to pay even more I mean it it like to I'm on the iPhone 8 Plus at the moment 64 gig if I wanted a 64 gig XS, it will cost me £13 more a month. So 130 quid extra a year. You know, yeah. Well, I, well fucking 100, 156, I, I, I think, if my, if my mental arithmetic. Like, 13 times 12. Yeah. 156 extra pounds a fucking year. And, okay, the thing is, they're saying, well, you know, you've got that there's the XR which is for everybody, which they're basically saying, you know, is for the fucking shit munchers. Like, if you're a shit muncher and you want to have an Apple phone, but it's not really the phone we care about, here's the XR. I'll fucking order it in six weeks. I We don't care. £749. Is that all right? Is that all right? Yeah. Even though you could get a, a really nice Android phone for that amount of money. 749 fuck you 749 it's out in six weeks fuck you is it do you think it's a little bit like the the 
kind of almost run out of ideas, but they know that they need to do something new every year, so they're just doing stuff for the sake of it now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. It does feel like but th- th- yeah, this is the thing. The XS, it, they don't really have that many improvements to it this year. It, it's all iterative now. Like the X last year was the big thing because it didn't have a home button. It had the notch and it's got face ID. So now they've got a version of that for ship munchers like me, the XR, um, which £749, you know, it's still expensive, but fine. You know, like it, it, that, that's not out of the realm for a phone you know um it's fine um and and then you've got the the xs and the xs max and it's like okay it's big it is bigger it's got it's probably got a nicer display it's got half an hour more battery life wow which 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 when you actually take into account the uh, apple math that is Three minutes more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so it just—I don't know. I was looking forward to this event because it was like you know maybe at the very, very least, worst case scenario, they'll say right, the X is now down from nine 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 to eight four nine, or something like that. You know, and it is cool that they've gone okay XR seven four nine, but the seven four nine is an LCD screen, and the iPhone X is an OLED screen. I want to pay the same as I'm paying now for my 8 Plus, which was new last year, for an X, which is one year old. You know, like it's like, so I'm, it is a nicer phone than the 8 Plus, but the tech is a year old. It's not, it's not the newest phone on the block anymore. Yeah. Uh, but th- this is the thing. So they've got, it's really annoying. They've got people like, People who are enthusiasts like me, but who don't don't want are okay with paying an Apple tax up to a certain amount. Fucked, because you've got the XR, which because it's LCD is not really an enthusiast's phone, even though like all the internals and stuff do seem like the XS, or you pay two hundred and fifty fucking pound more for an OLED <laughs> screen. Yeah. Oh, what screen is the what screen of the normal ones got? Like L- the LCD. So the only <laughs> iPhone so far with an OLED screen is the X. And uh, Donna, she's got um, a great Android phone, the OnePlus T6. No, the OnePlus 6, sorry, which has an OLED screen and it looks fucking amazing. I'm jealous every time I look at her phone. I, 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 a while ago, became that person. I have a phone. I have an iPhone. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I think it's an 8, maybe, or an 8. It's not a plus because it's not, it's not too it's big not, to fit in my pocket. Yeah, it's not as big um, as your face. But I have an 8. And the thing is, I am very much aware of the fact that I don't do all the things that this phone can do. No. Um, I have an iPad Pro, which I love. Yeah, you again, love that thing. I don't do all the things that that thing can do. I will say there is a. I have a weird criticism of the um, the iPad Pro though. I have it with the keyboard, uh, which is fantastic. The keyboard has a connection that connects to the um, directly to the iPad, mm. right? So it works off a connection, right? However, 
if your Wi-Fi signal is weak, the keyboard can stop working. Wow. But it doesn't connect via Wi-Fi. I'm lucky in the fact that I've got a cellular um, plan yeah. on, my, on my iPad, so I can just turn off my Wi-Fi. Yeah. And that's fine. And it works straight away. But it must, it, 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 I have to put there a door at the cellular plant and it doesn't connect to it via Wi Fi. That's weird. That is weird. It's, it's not strong. The thing is, I, when I read that, because I, I use it at work, and again, mild tangent that is nothing to do with films. What is that? I use it at work for doing, um, what's it, um, stock orders and things like that. So I take it on the shop floor and I write out my stock orders there on my iPad. Um, but my Wi Fi in my shop is crap. And it kept not working. The keypad kept not working. So I thought it must be something to do with the connection. So I had a quick look to see what it was. And it's, it, someone said, oh, you know, someone having the same problem. They said, oh, have you tried turning your Wi-Fi off? And the guy said, well, that can't work. It doesn't connect by Wi-Fi. So I thought, that, that won't fucking work. So I turned off a Wi-Fi, a 4G signal, and it just started working straight away. Oh, that's weird. It took it back in the back, close to where, right next to my Wi-Fi hub. Connects it back to the Wi-Fi, works straight away. Took it back out, start working. Works fine around the house. So it, it, it is to do with the Wi-Fi, which is really odd. Because like I say, it doesn't connect via Wi-Fi. It has an actual physical connection. Yeah, that is really strange. So it's really odd. Oh, and um, I've had it for coming up two years now. Really? With the uh, With the keypad and everything like that. I use it in the keypad stand. You can use it as a stand where you don't have the keypad out as just like a to watch things stand, right? I've had it for two years. I can't put it in that stand position without Googling how to put it in that stand position. Yeah, that's, that's because on you, I that's, just can't remember how to do it. That's, that's mm. not it's that, fucking, it, it's mental. That's you. I, honestly, I try and do it all the time. I'm like, why isn't it? Ah, fuck it. And I have to Google it to see how to do it. And then I just go... But, but it literally stands bolt upright. It, it, it is at maybe a three degree angle. So you're looking at it going, oh, that's going to fucking so... fall. That, that's going to yeah. fall. Last time we took it uh, to the cabin, we had it like that on the edge of the. We were going to put it like that on the edge of the hot tub, weren't we? And then just we, we both bottled it. Yeah, I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm there, stood behind it, just nudging it forward a little bit to see if it'll fall, but holding my hand out at the other side. And it's going. It's not going to fall. It's not. I don't fucking trust it. You're sorry, it didn't. It didn't fall. It didn't fall. Mm. We were just being wussies. Yeah, yeah. no. I, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just... Oh, fucking hell. I wish my brain wasn't me. <laughs> but you know what? It, it, the thing is... Please do not spend a £1,000 for an OLED screen. I'm not. I'm not, No, no, like, straight up. I know I say an awful lot of shit, and then I do the opposite. You do do that a lot, yeah. Like, it, it's... That is a, that is just a fucking... That's a no-no. Like, if I was to get... Like, I'm to be honest, I'm thinking I, like, trade in my fucking 8 Plus, get what I can for it, and then just get an iPhone X on SIM free. Yeah, it's not bad. You know, like, it's just like, I've got to wait for, like, shops to discount the X now the XS is coming. Because at the moment, they're all still showing, like, £949. And it's like, nah, wake me up when it's, like, 849 800 Um, But, I mean, it just, last thing, the older iPhones are a steal now. Like, mm. the 8 Plus SIM-free is now 699 and it's a really, it's a great phone. 
it, it, yeah, I think that's kind of that, that might be what I've got. Wait, no, I've just got. I don't know what I've got. I mean, shit, the the seven the seven plus is five six nine now. You know, I mean, it, it like that they're good phones. I mean, fuck man, the seven plus is only two years old. If you're not that bothered, five six nine is an absolute steal. Mm. To be honest, I, I, I'll be honest. If if somebody offered me right now and said you can have a new iPhone. It's the new 8S, whatever it is, 9, <laughs> or whatever it is, or the X. I, I won't take the X. For some reason, I just, I don't, I like two, of the, two of the guys I've got to work, I've got it, and it just, it, I look at it and I go, do you know what? That's too much to have in my pocket. Not that it's too big or anything like that. It's just, I look at it and go, I'm, this has moved beyond what I well beyond what I need, and I'm I'm mildly scared of it. And plus, I, I like I like my fingerprint control. I don't want to open something with my face. Oh God, no, no. Uh, and that 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 would bother me. Can you imagine if your Apple Pay has to work on that? So I use my Apple Pay all the time. I don't want to do it with my face. No, it's ridiculous. Do you know what? I use mine for Apple Pay, social media, WhatsApp, playing solitaire occasionally. I don't need. That much phone. My my phone, I, literally, my phone has it, it, the biggest use I have for my phone is is twofold. One, because I currently have a watch that just doesn't tell the time. Oh, I just wear a watch, yeah. so it's to tell the time. And two, uh, as essentially a wallet. Yeah. That that's what my phone does more than actually being a fucking phone. Yeah. Yeah, I'd uh, I don't know. Like, I'd be more. I. Uh, I'm more fucking t- like the new Apple Watch looks really nice. Like, well, I have- if 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 I had, if I was on an Apple Watch upgrade program, I'd be doing that shit like straight away. Yeah, I've I've always said is that. Is it water free? Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, it is. I go swimming in with this fucking thing on. It's amazing. I've always said that there is no fucking way on fucking earth I would ever get an Apple Watch. I don't get it. What's wrong with just a normal fucking watch? I've been vehemently against them. Uh, And now I'm at the point where I'm like, do you know what? I kind of want an Apple Watch now. Yeah. Do you know what? I wish they... I just wish they were prettier. Like, they're they're really... Like, for guys, fine. I just think for girls, not so much. And and I know that really sexist comment and girls can wear chunky watches as well and but you know don't what? yeah that. fair play all power to the women that want to wear an apple watch and have it look like that fine i want a pretty watch well, and i've been looking at the fossil smart watch i was just about to say weirdly i was just about to say fossil do some really nice smart yeah, watches but i don't but the, you can use your apple pay on your fossil one as well yeah can you apparently so yeah it's got all the pay systems in it yeah wow and it's got the monitor and all that kind of shit and it's pretty and it looks like a proper watch mm. whereas th- that's my criticism of the Apple Watch it doesn't it looks like a piece of tech on your arm it doesn't look like a watch yeah yeah the Apple Pay thing is similar to like what because um, app developers can put Apple Pay into their app mm. so for instance um, Cafe Nero have it in their app right so that it can be. Oh yes, you can just. So you, you can pay for it on Apple Pay there, and it automatically credits your yeah. free coffee card from there. So what Fossil have done, essentially, the entire I think this is, I think I'm right. I might be talking complete bobbins here, but I think I'm right in this. Is their entire interface is registered as an app? 
Right. So therefore, it can do it. It can do it. I mean, I look into it more before I get one because obviously they're quite expensive, and what I would mainly be getting it for is so that I don't have to get my phone out of my pocket every time I want to pay. But <laughs> I, I, I'd just be getting kind of just want a new watch, and it sinks my phone. But why? I don't know. I, I fucking, I, I, I gotta say, like paying for shit on my watch is great because it is really secure. The minute you take that watch off, it will ask you for a passcode before it does anything. Yeah. So it it is pretty secure. And just like the convenience of literally just going, like tapping a button a couple of times on, on the watch and then just going boop at the contactless terminal. Like it, 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 I, I would not give up my Apple watch almost for that and the fact that it's got by far the best uh, fitness features like the indoor running thing on this watch is so much better i've tried a couple other like smart watches and it is so much better than any other one that i, I i've been able to try it's you like what, i haven't been able to get out of my head the fact that you've got a gym at work and how jealous i am since we spoke about it last week it's not fair ah uh, the gym the yeah that that gym's great. I love the gym. I go, yeah. Well, I know. I, I say I love the gym. I've got to run nine miles in there after work tomorrow, and I'm fucking dreading it. There is a there is a gym literally three minutes walk away from your place that you get a discount. At. I'm not paying to go to a gym that doesn't have a pool. He gets this <sighs> for oh, free. These fucking pool things are insane when you're in a gym. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're 18 minutes into the show, and we haven't said what we're covering yet. Yeah, which what, is my what, what fault. We- what we're covering here. Which is my fault. It's um, all conjuring all the time, isn't it? It is all conjuring all the time. Uh, we have some what we've been watching, but we're, we're going to leave them all next week because we figured that this might as well be the conjuring you. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is the conjuring cinematic universe, the CCU. Um, yeah. And yeah, we're going to cover all of them. So, you know, the conjuring, <laughs> conjuring two. I didn't even realise it was five until we started actually watching them. Then I realised, holy shit, this is five movies. Yep, uh, it's been a lot of horror for for the last week. Yes, a lot of it. I lie, do like a good horror week. Uh, yeah, well, get to that. <laughs> I, I I'm thankful for the break. Yes, I'm. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Um. So the Conjuring, the Conjuring Two, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and uh, Corin Hardy's The Nun. Um and yeah, we'll uh, we'll take it from there. I have not got too much in terms of trailers. I I don't think I've even got one. Becky? I know that there's been, there's oh. been them, but I've not. Hello. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, I was just asking if Becky had any. I know there's, there's been trailers, yeah. but I've just I've just not got round to watching them. It's so, been a bit a busy all week. Kind of funny all week, aren't we? Yeah. I, I watched one uh, for Instant Family, which is uh, this uh, new Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne thing where they adopt a bunch of kids. You see, is it a comedy? Uh, maybe. <laughs> is it pitched as a comedy? <laughs> yeah. Right, then do you know what? I'm good with a Mark Wahlberg comedy because I actually quite like Mark Wahlberg in comedies. I like it, your reaction as well, so I'm, I'm looking forward to Mile 22. Rose Byrne, though. But, uh, but yeah, Rose, Rose Byrne, it, it, it's getting painful to watch her and stuff. Not because she's oh, bad. Oh, I just want to feed her sandwiches. But just because yeah. I want to stage an intervention. Yeah. Poor, 
Poor girl. Yeah. Poor girl's joints. Just she just needs padding out. Yeah. She just needs padding out. She does though, doesn't she? She's just like shrinking before our eyes. It's awful. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Right. <laughs> Is it looking good? I've never I've never noticed that about Rose Byrne. I mean, she's thin. Don't get me wrong, but I, 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 I didn't. I don't see her as like unhealthily so. Oh, so thin. It, it, I don't know. It might just be because I'm rather sexually attracted to her. So I just it, like you know. It's, recently, she, she probably break her. Though, she right? she does look. I'll just give it a good it, go. Sorry. <laughs> what was that? So I'll give it a go. No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Mark. What were you saying? I said, uh, yeah, I was just saying she she does she does look like she could do with a with a a, a bit of a Christian Bale diet or something like that. Mm. Well, maybe not quite that far. <laughs> I still want it to be pretty and nice to look at, don't we? Uh, <laughs> I'm okay. glad you said that, Bex. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. B- bring it, bringing balance. <laughs> I've got another podcast that's got two guys on it. Bex is the most sexist out of the lot. No, no, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant you don't want to go full Christian are. Bale. <laughs> To be fair, I just said I didn't notice her alarming thinness because I want to fuck her. So, <laughs> you know. So for once, I am the basket of balance and... Let's not go too far. I'll give you some time. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it's my foot up soon, don't Yeah, absolutely. Oh, she'd be on my list. I might have to talk to Donna about that. Update our lists. It's been a while. Um, so I need to update that every 18 months. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, Becky, did Mark tell you how much I've paid for a ticket to see Suspiria? No. Do you want to have a guess at how much it cost me for a fucking ticket to see Suspiria at LFF? I oh, I don't. I don't. I have no context for how much this would be. How much a normal cinema ticket? Like a fiver. And how much? Well, not not, not a you. tenner. And how much would you say a London cinema ticket would be? Fifteen. So how much do you think he paid for a what is it? To see Suspiria in London. Well I'd say like is it is it at the festival? It's at it's, the festival. It's at the festival, but it's a screening happening at the same time as the premiere where the actual people will be. So it's not at that one, it's at a screening at the same time. Like the thing that we went to for the Dark Knight Rises. Um, right, I, I, I feel like it's something obscene because, like, otherwise we wouldn't be mentioning it. So, like, I was going to say 50, but if it's at the same time as the premiere, like 100? No. Oh, okay, thank fuck for that. Okay. <laughs> no, Tw- 26. 26 quid. Right, okay. That's fine. Oh, that's not too bad. That's fine. You fi- Okay, all right. That makes me feel better. Did you the thing is, at the same time as the premiere at London Film Festival. Yeah, I think that's fine. I'll take that. How much did we pay for that? Um, sorry, Tina thing again. Fucking damn, must have been like 15. Must be, must be, I think it's like 18 quid or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. The thing is, um, the thing is, if, if let's say, for instance, the Irishman um, is coming out on Netflix sometime December slash January. Yeah. It's not actually 100% confirmed. It's thought that it's going to be around Christmas time, but mm. we don't know, right? If, let's say, they said, right, it's coming out on the 15th of January, but you can go and see it. It's coming on Netflix, but you can go and see it at these screenings. Um, 
on the 27th of December, but it's but the cinema's going to charge 25 quid. I'd be like, I'd be at the cinema going, there's my 25 pound, I'm fine with that. But to see it early? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd, be, I'd be like, that, there you go, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. If it yeah, was... I, I wouldn't because it's not a film that I'm excited about, but. All right. Looking... But yeah, I can see your point. If to, to see like a Netflix movie in the cinema early, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So anything like that, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd be fine. Oh, I don't think you should feel bad about 26 quid in, that's fine. Okay, all right, that makes me feel better, thank you. Um... I mean, like, so at least if it turns out to be shit, I can be rightfully angry at the fact that it's not all person at the LFF getting to see films for free and shit. I'll be, I, I will be watching films for free, but Suspiria, I paid twenty six fucking pound. Yeah. So back and you off. Get about it earlier than other people as well, because you know. In row, it, it, well, yeah. I mean, that'll be nice, but in row T. That was the best available seat I could get. That's 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 that's, that's a lot of letters along in the alphabet. That's... You don't want to be right near the front, do you? Sorry. You don't want to be right near the front. I know, but row T. But is it one of those things like there's certain screens in view in our view where you'll be in like row Q, but it's actually only six rows from the front. <laughs> no, it's like looking at the diagram. It's far away. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. It's um, 16th of October, that is. So uh, it's only a few weeks away, and I'll be able to tell you guys about Suspiria in non spoilery terms. Nice. <laughs> so let's move on. Let's do. Let's let's start. Well, let's start where it all began in terms of actually when things came out, even though where it actually all began, I suppose, would be the nun if we're talking timeline in this motherfucker. I think we should do it based on quality. No, I think we should do it based on when they came out. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, I'm very sure. stringent on this one. Qua- qua- well, quality is going to be an interesting one, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, all right. I'm, I'm sensing some weariness on your part there, Becky. That's interesting. So, The Conjuring is directed by James Wan and stars Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, uh, Lily Taylor, who's always good to see, um, Ron Livingston, who is always good to see, um and a shitload of girls um it's kind of hard to keep track yes so the conjuring um so it's based on real world paranormal people like bullshit artists most likely but you know it makes good content um ed and lorraine warren played by patrick wilson and vera farmiga um and in this they are taking on one of their most diabolical cases, I I think, or is that two that says that in the crawl at the start? <laughs> no, two says diabolical. I think number one says. I can't what number one says, but I think it's two that says diabolical. Okay, yeah, that's a good word. I like diabolical, but anyway, it it's a rough case. So basically, family move into a kind of remote house, and you know haunting type shit starts happening and it seems to be focusing specifically on a couple of members of the family and ed and lorraine go there to see what up and um (laughs) basically about three quarters of the way through the film you get a five minute short film about annabelle um (laughs) which never bothered me before 
but watching it this time, it's so fucking obviously s- trying to set up a spin-off film, which mm-hmm. is really ballsy, considering yep. that The Conjuring kind of came out of nowhere. But yeah, it's... um, I'm not sure about that. So, okay, so I think Mark and I have watched all of these films previously. Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, I think we've reviewed them all on the show. Yeah, we have. So let's... Let's focus on Becky. Okay. Becky, The Conjuring, what's been your relationship with, with these films? Well, we, I mean, with the exception of uh, Creation and obviously The Nun, because it's a new release, I've, I've seen all of them before, some more than others. We've seen, we've watched The Conjuring loads of times, haven't we? Yeah, we actually watched them all, well, the both Conjuring movies earlier this year, and we watched all the Insidious ones as well, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah, yeah. Um, and we watched the sinister ones as well. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this earlier. Sorry, just to tangent a little bit. I was thinking about this earlier. If you could look back at like horrors from way back when, your big three were like Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and Friday the Thirteenth. Of like the modern horror things, I think the Conjuring, Sinister, and Insidious movies probably make up a little bit of a trifecta. Sinister needs to catch up because it hasn't got as many, but yeah, yeah, they all quite, yeah. kind of kickstarted this whole thing, yeah, didn't they? Um, yeah, I, 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 I love The Conjuring, and I actually, I, because we watched them kind of out of order, I think I mentally tarred them all with the same brush and wasn't really looking forward to The Conjuring as much because um, of the other films that were around it. And it's, it, it, is, it is, when you go back and rewatch it, it's, I mean, it's a really good film, it's a really good story, it's really well done. I think Vera Farmiger and, and Patrick Wilson are great as Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are just, I mean, they they didn't, I mean, we'll get onto it more as we discuss the other films around it, but it's a shame they've not done better with the stories that the Ed and Lorraine Warren investigations are based on, given that there, there must be a wealth of material there. But, but part of it is that the the... the the stories that aren't the conjuring ones mm, are not, not about actually the about the investigation. They're mm. not actually Ed and Lorraine Warren stories that are based within their memoirs or their what is it or anything like that. Mm. They're using it as a they're, they're writing their own stories off off the okay. side. So, yeah. so there is there is different kind of context. And I think that I'm sorry to jump in here. I, I think what they what makes the conjuring and the conjuring two quite good stories. I mm. think that Ed and Lorraine Warren themselves are quite good storytellers. They're not storytellers, Mark. It's all real. They're good storytellers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are, are, are a great on-screen couple as well. They've got a really nice chemistry. They feel like a couple, mm. um, which it, it just sucks you in more, doesn't it, if, if, that, if that central element is believable. Mm. Um yeah, I just it's it, it's it surprised me when I rewatched it as to how good it actually is. I think it's easy to kind of forget how good it is as a kickstarting one. Yeah. 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 No, I pretty much broadly agree with that. Actually, yeah, Mark, what do you think oh, on rewatch? Um, it's it's one of those films where um, it's. Because you go into horror films and it's not a because it's not a schlocky horror film. No. Um, so, for instance, if I'm watching one of like the, the Nightmare on Elm Street, something like that, something that is pure um, popcorn horror, 
uh, that he's there just to kind of like it's it's you know the MLS is great to watch at eleven o'clock when you've got home and a few beers and you've got a fucking takeaway sat in front of you. Bang, stick on fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. You know, it, it's that kind of shock to minutes. Whereas there's, there's, there, these are slightly different in tone. They're a bit more pinky. Um, I would say, yeah, there's, there's a little, little there's, it's not, it's not schlock, it's not fright a minute with them. No. Uh, but it often, it's, I was watching this time with more of an appreciation of just how good a craftsman um, James Wan is, is yeah. in terms of, uh, uh, so I was watching a, Weirdly, I watched an interview with him, um, and he was talking about the the idea that they had with the Conjuring, and they had it um, as they started to make the Conjuring before they actually started shooting it. That wow, wouldn't it be cool if we did like a a universe just based around this shit? <laughs> and then it, he's he also he crafts this film so well in the fact that it's set up. It's it's brave to do a horror film and set it in the past, but not go fully gothic. Yeah. Uh, to just set it a few years ago and do it like that. Obviously, they've got to because of this, the the way those stories are. But it shows them going to something and it being fake. Yeah. Not being fake, but not being real, and then not trying to take advantage. And then doing that. Debunking it. Yeah, and saying, actually, no, your house isn't haunted, you've got shitty pipework. Yeah. Um, and it, it builds. That's supposed them, to set them up as not being. It's not being shysters, yeah. What? Why can't you say shysters? It, well, it, but not in this context, it's not a slur. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, Mark. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can get away with it. Huh? All right, snail bastards. All right. No, no, no. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm just going to say night to lots. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to mute the mic. Uh, you, you, sorry, carry on. I'll be right back. And, and so it does, it, it pitches them with that. And I think what it spends a lot of time doing is it spends the first time introducing the family and introducing their terror. Um, it's already introduced you to Ed and Lorraine Warren, but then it starts bringing them in more and starts basically forming a relationship with these people, with the audience. To say, look, these people—they're nice people. They're good people. They're doing this to help these people, uh, and it, it forms that. And the fact that um, Vera Farming and Patrick Wilson have great chemistry within it helps with the with getting you involved in it. Yeah. I think that it's it's good that they've got they've got a good strong cast uh, within this, and that's it's central because where. I would say ninety percent of horror films fall down. Is the is poor performances? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Lily Taylor does the majority of the heavy lifting uh, with regards to the parent family. She's got the most to do, and she is yeah. absolutely fantastic as the mother. But none of the rest of them are weak. Well, no, that's it. You brought in you brought in two good character actors mm. in Lily Taylor and Bob Livingston, so they're familiar enough faces that people know who they are. But they're not distracted. not massive stars, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it, 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 you have to remember that going back to it, horror was an odd thing at, at this time. It wasn't it wasn't doing what it's doing now? Well, when this was released, yeah, so horror was still something that was very much in the in the universe of um, indie horror. Yeah, and this is a studio horror film that is that cost twenty million dollars. Or trash. Um, Oh, oh, trash, yeah, and it, it, it based it off. You know all those studio horrors that we do that start 
30-year-olds playing 19-year-olds. Mm. Okay, we're not doing it here. Mm. And slowly, over what a near 20-year period, James Wan and Lee Wan-El essentially have, have become almost like the godfathers of modern horror. Mm. And if you'd have gone back to sort of like the, the early noughties, um, you weren't, the people weren't mentioning Lee Wan-El and James Wan. They were mentioning people like Rob Zombie and Eli Roth, yeah. People like this, people who who never grew up. Yeah. And are still trying to make trashy seventies, nasty, gnarly horror. And what Lee Wanell and James Wan did, uh, and I don't know Lee Wanell isn't to do with this, but I'm just using him because of their, their connection. But what James Wan has done here is he's made a really mature horror film that is scary, does jump scare as well. And does family peril really quite well? Yeah, and has this feeling of um, of incessant dread, yeah, um, throughout it. And it doesn't it, it it allows itself to go OTT without you going a bit really? over the top. It earns its it earns its grandioso ending with a score that is fitting to what it's doing. Mm. You come away from it going. Right, I was scared, but they got through it, and I and you you feel a connection to it. Yeah, it's more of a scared by association kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Which is what I said about it. It's not scary so much to watch. It's scary because you're scared for the people. Mm. Um. So I think what we're, what we're basically saying is the Conjuring and the Insidious movies basically kickstarted this horror movement. So if we follow that along a little bit, what we're saying is Patrick Wilson saved horror. Patrick Wilson, pretty much. Yeah. Which is, which is odd because you wouldn't have thought <laughs> no. that, that, that the that, old dude in like Watchmen that, 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 that a guy who literally made all these bank on uh, Broadway doing musicals yeah, yeah. Uh, and then decided he was going to do acting as, a, as just like a little bit of fun um, and he's now he, he, he picks things that he finds interesting and clearly he finds this stuff interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, back to The Conjuring as well for a second. There's some really nice shots in this as well. Mm. Like the, 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 the one where Vera Farmiga obviously sees the Bathsheba, is it? Yeah. The witch in the tree. Um, and kind of, you're not seeing that, but you're seeing her reaction to it. What You're kind of Patrick Wilson watching her, watching that. That's a nice shot. Mm. Um, and the bit I've mentioned to you when we were watching didn't I the bit in the uh, cellar where she looks in the music box mirror and she sees the lady behind her holding oh, the sun yeah. and mm. then it kind of rotates so that you're then looking at her looking in the mirror but with the the lady in the background that's then like and it's all yeah and at, at, at no point as it's rotating do you lose anybody in that shot no it is a, it's this is really, what I'm saying it, yeah. it's the craft of James Absolutely. he's such a good filmmaker yeah yeah, yeah I mean that, that, that that's that's why I'm pretty in a way pretty excited for Aquaman as well even though you know D, D, like DC and whatnot. Um, which by the way Cavill yeah. fucking off out of Superman apparently that's surprising well, yeah, he's, he's got. It's one of the things. It, I, is it that surprising? I'm just not sure it is. Well, it, it, like it kind of feels like DC are, are on the cusp. It, it, it's a little bit like DC. They don't want to, but they're getting closer to having to go. Do you know what? Fuck it. 
It, I'm not doing this DCU bullshit anymore. It, it's like if if Wonder Woman wasn't successful, I think they would have done that already. But now they're in yeah. that awkward place where one of the characters in the Justice League had a really successful film. So yeah. now what do they do? It is a difficult one. They have they've messed it up too badly, and I think Henry Cavill is is too big of a a name to stick around and just well, let him fuck his career over. Even though Ca- Cavill's just been cast as uh, the lead in the Witcher TV series for Netflix, yeah. right? Uh, and you, have you ever played The Witcher, Becky? I haven't, no. I've heard of it, though. Yeah, you should try The Witcher. Yeah. Lots of dragons and tits. (laughs) Okay. And and Geralt, the lead guy who Cavill was going to be playing, is my sexy Witcher man, as I call him, um, (laughs) when I play it. Um, Sexy Geralt of Rivia. He's, uh, yeah, very (laughs) very looking forward to Henry Cavill. Like, he just, he's a good-looking dude. Anyway... Um, what was I going to say? So, yeah, James Wan, like, between Fast 7 and all this as well, it's like he can do big budget, and it's one of the reasons why I'm looking, I am genuinely looking forward to Aquaman, even though the trailer was, uh, um, and Patrick Wilson's the bad guy. So, that would be yeah. fun. Um, yeah, that, that's it. it I, I look at everything with Aquaman and go, everything should be wrong with it. It looks, everything looks wrong with it, but... It's got Jason Momoa in the lead. It's directed by James Wan, and Patrick Wilson's playing the bad guy. If you were to tell me there's going to be a movie coming out where Jason Momoa plays the good guy, Patrick Wilson plays the bad guy, and it's directed by James Wan, I'd be going, I am all fucking for that. That sounds great. Oh, and by the way, a lot of it's set underwater. What? Brilliant. I'm all for that. Like Echo the fucking Dolphin. Yes, a little bit like that, but he's a guy. (laughs) I like, this is fantastic. Why would you go for Echo the Dolphin? Well, to be fair, if this is the start of the Echo Cinematic Universe, then it's going to be a treat. Yeah, yeah. I'd be fine. If there isn't an Easter egg that is just him swimming by a dolphin and going, Echo, then maybe it's fucked. Well, do you know what? They could could then, you know, if the DCEU's dead. The Sega Universe. Yeah, Yeah, Sega Universe. Yeah, that David Letiche can do his um, his Sonic the Hedgehog movie. You're so weird. What? I love that you're so weird. Thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, just the, the Conjuring. I mean, the like you guys were saying. I mean, the, the scares, the scares are cracking as well. Um, the the clap clap behind oh. Lily, Lily Taylor, which was in the trailer. To be fair, oh. but that 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 remains immense. What when it's right next to her head? Yeah, it's it to come up in front or anything like that, and it's not it's not a scream or anything like that or a big noise. It's just a. I just love the the fact that it's normal hands weirds me out as well. It's not demon-y hands. It's just a normal pair of hands. It is. It's, again, it's just, it's a director that just absolutely fucking knows what he's doing. And Mm. you get the film where where they shot that and then they put it in the rushes and everything like that and they show it to everybody. Everybody just went, oh, that's good. That's really fucking good. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, hell of a film. I, I think you guys summed it up really nicely. Um, yeah, I, I think our audience. I'll get to what our audience said about it. Uh, da, 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 da. So yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely not shit without Indeed. question. Um, it's. I, I, I genuinely think it's one of the the, the great 
modern horrors. Um, yeah, so it's definitely not shit 75%, touch and cloth 13%, and shit 13%, Geostorm 0%. Hmm. Okay, okay. Um, right, so let's do, like you say, do it in the order they were released. So I believe it's going to be Annabelle next. Um, it is Annabelle next, yeah. So I believe this was the year after The Conjuring? It was 2014. Yeah. Um, so directed by John R. Leonetti, who's a cinematographer, I think actually shot the, the first Conjuring. Um, and it, I think he also did the Texas Chainsaw remake that Marcus Nispel did. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So um, like some previous. So obviously, like I say, in The Conjuring, there is some stuff involving Annabelle in it. Um, kind of, kind of sets things up, but it's more just a scare sequence. So, uh, story is um a, a pregnant woman, funnily enough, played by Annabelle Wallace, um, yeah. and her husband are next door neighbors to uh, a couple, an older couple, who are murdered in the night by their daughter, who is part of some sort of cult. Uh, they the cult try to invade their house as well. Uh, the two cult members are killed. And it would appear that some sort of spirit is transferred over to an Annabelle doll, which Annabelle Wallace's character owns. Uh, This spirit then basically plagues this couple and their baby. And um, bloody uh, Alfrey Woodard is in it as well as a woman who seems to know uh, about all this stuff. But she's nice. So, Annabelle, yeah. um, very quick turnaround in being made and released, uh, made a good chunk of money, mm. kind of seemed like nobody really liked it at the time, um, in all fairness. Um, I, I, I remember, I think you were pretty negative on it, me and Noel were not quite so much, Mark, is that? That would be correct. Yeah, um, and first thing to say, which... Mark and I remarked about on WhatsApp the Amazon Prime version. Yeah, is so weird. Yeah, it looks like shit. It looks awful. I mean, the film doesn't look great anyway, but the quality of this copy is like sub DVD. It is. It, it, honestly, uh, and I, I remarked this on on WhatsApp to see see what he watched it on. I had to check watching on Amazon Prime. I had to check a couple of times while we were watching it just to see if I'd accidentally switched it on to standard definition for some reason. No. Uh, And also, as well, (laughs) at the start of the movie, before the title credits come up, it actually says, stay tuned for some behind-the-scenes features (laughs) from Annabelle. Uh, Ian, did you stay tuned? Because I did. Yeah, no, there's nothing. No, there is. What? There is. There's stuff at the end of it. Hang on, what is there? Yeah, there is. After the credits go, there's about five minutes of stuff. What? Okay, no, fair enough. I thought I stopped it with what I thought was like three minutes to go and there wasn't anything. So what was it? Just a short behind-the-scenes feature? Yeah, literally like a short little behind-the-scenes bit. That's fucking weird. It is weird, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, I take that back. That's that's interesting. Um, All right, so Annabelle. Who wants to start on Annabelle? I'll start. Go on then. It's fucking ugly. 
it, yep. it wouldn't take away from the what is it? It's yeah, fucking. It it's an ugly movie. Um, John Leonetti um, can't decide on a colour palette at all, so chooses about five. Um, he clearly has watched Rosemary's Baby and decided that he wants to try and make Rosemary's Baby, but then like turned it off halfway through. Um, it's there's an interesting movie there. That's the really irritating thing about this. There's an interesting movie there. There's a few interesting scenes there, but as a whole, it, it's a fucking mess. There's an interesting movie where? In the in, in it. I think there's an interesting movie in it. I just don't think it's an it. Annabelle movie. Mm. Mm. I think that that's the problem, is that is there's an interesting movie that is an Annabelle movie. And also, Annabelle Wallace seems to have been cast because she's called Annabelle. Because some people go, ah, oh, see what yeah, did there. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Because she is definitely not painfully dull in yeah. this. Painfully dull. Um, it, it's it's odd how dull she is. And Alfred would have. I, I kept thinking, oh, she's gonna be a fucking wrong one. She's gonna be a wrong one. And then she's not a wrong one. Oh, and I kind of wish she was a wrong one. Yeah. Um, but she's not. It's just. But if it was Rosemary's baby. She would be. She would have been the wrong. That's where they went wrong because they switched Rosemary's baby off halfway through. Yeah, and they didn't watch. They didn't watch the rest of it. Otherwise, she would have been a wrong. She'd have been a wrong. Um, It literally like somebody went to Lynette. Went. went, Oh yeah, you know this is directed by Polanski. He's gone. Oh fucking nope. Bump off. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just not very good. I wish it was better. I I really wanted it to be better because I. You had it, you, have you, had you seen it? I'd seen this piece of shit, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, we, I mean, I hated it. I think I disliked it more than you when we first watched it. It offended me with how bad it was because it looked like it was going to be good and it made me really fucking angry. It is just shite. The story's crap. It's flimsy. There is no... The, the surface is... The, the story's I'm so all, angry watching this. The story's just... It's all surface. There's, there's fuck all underneath. It's crap. The doll is just... It's not scary at all. Mm. And the acting's shite. It's just, it's just... It's how you go from making The Conjuring... And I know it's a different director, but how you can go from The Conjuring to Annabelle and then back to Conjuring 2, it's just such a dip in quality. It's crazy. I mean, it, it, it's got kind of rushed production all over it, even yeah. though I will say... I, I quite, I quite like the setup about the whole kind of like the next the door, the, yeah, the, the the cult like aspect that. is interesting. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. And that's what I'm saying. It's why I'm saying I think there's a good movie in there. Mm. Yeah, but they don't explore it enough. They just no. they scratch the surface of that storyline and then just go, it's, ah, no, that's going to be way too fucking complicated. Let's just like move them away and then they get haunted by a doll and Alfred it, would add that. It, it, it's one of the longest 98-minute movies of history. Yeah, yeah. It, I think that's what makes me angry is because it's such a wasted opportunity. Yeah. That's what makes me angry about it. Yeah, and I mean, Annabelle Wallace is is not great, um, like you guys say. The, the husband just... Looks like if James Marsden was actually a Ken doll. Uh, he, does, he, he he looks literally like they went to some kind of theme park that was set in the sixties. 
and he was doing the tour and they went what are you doing next week yeah and she went oh well, nothing actually they went would you like to be in our movie like oh that'd be swell yeah <laughs> swell <laughs> but no absolutely bang on it yeah I don't know it I liked the basement sequence. The basement sequence is great. That, that you know that that's a good sustained piece of kind of terror. Um, I mean, it is it is shit. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I don't. I I don't hate it. And as we well, as we established last week, I quite I seem to have a penchant for films that have the tendency to go a bit nasty and I thought this film had those moments like it didn't feel it didn't feel particularly restrained to me what happens <laughs> it really offended you this film didn't it I don't, I don't see it. there's nothing scary or or anything in it like the, the the only creepy bit for me is the bit where she's walking up the stairs and she's picking up those pictures and the, the last one is of her baby getting smushed and she's like yeah. How that these kids on the stairs have drawn these pictures. That's the only creepy bit for me. I thought the house. I, I thought the house invasion at the start was good, and, and even though. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about like when we get into the boring bit of the film, like the bit of the start with the cult and all that kind of stuff, and you're watching it going, "Do you know what? This could be interesting. Okay. This looks right. interesting." And then there's a very definite fold where it goes, "No, nah, we can't be asked with any of that shit. We're making a completely different movie now." Literally, literally, like they went, like he came in and went. And I keep keep going back to it. Like went. I've just watched this really good film. <laughs> we need to get them from that house into an apartment. How do we do that? I don't know. Somebody fucking else write it. Yeah. I just, <laughs> no, it just, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, you keep saying it, it did really offend me. Right, fair enough. No, I mean, it, it, yeah. It, it was creation you hadn't seen, wasn't it? Yeah, it was creation you hadn't seen. And do you know what? I think another reason, like, like I say, I wanted it to be really good, so it's made me angry because that, there is, if you can make a movie about a haunted doll and it be as fucking dull as this, do you know what? Even Puppet Master is scarier than this. Anything with a creepy haunted doll. Ceramic dolls are scary, even when they're not haunted, just by the very virtue of their being, they are scary. And then, and yet they make Annabelle a horror movie about a haunted, demonic fucking one of them. And it's just that. Can I, can I just put out that... At two points. Um, right, sorry. Was that your dog in the background then? Yeah, yeah. it was, yeah, sorry. Right. Really... It just sounded like you had you, you just had a bit of a rant and then got so angry that you turned into a dog and just had to shake it off. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> at, at two points during the movie, uh, they put the Annabelle doll somewhere and go, yeah, she'll fit perfectly there. Don't fit at all. <laughs> She's basically... fucking like six foot tall and the rest of them are all 30 centimetres. Yeah, and then the second time they do it, it goes, well, she doesn't fucking fit there, does she? Because her legs cover everybody else. This is bullshit. Actually, to be fair, we'll talk about creation in a bit, obviously, but I also thought it was really weird we're at the end. Like, they they put the doll in the in that room and then sit her down in the chair and it's just like, don't carefully place her in the chair. Just fucking chuck her in there. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Throw some holy water at her and shut the fucking door. Yeah, straight up. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, okay. Well, I, I don't. I, I think maybe we don't need to talk too much more about Annabelle then, by the sounds of it. Um, 
uh, our audience was uh, definitely not shit 13%, touching cloth 13% and shit 75%. Yeah, everyone's fucking right on that one. Which again, it, it is, it's more than 100%. Well, you know, it's extra shit, that's why. Yeah, I think that's probably appropriate. Um, I'm just going to grab a drink, I'll be like 30 yeah. seconds. Oh, no, man. What? No cola. Are you mocking me again? I'm always mocking you. Huh? I'm always mocking you. I know you're always mocking me. What do you mean? There Timmy is awake. <laughs> he's been running his fucking balls off. He, uh, he's, um, fuck's he dead? Oh, we got him this bloody corn on the cob thing that you hang up on his cage. And he's been going fucking mad for it. Like, it's, oh, it's weird. He's not really into treats, but this <laughs> thing, he's fucking, he goes nuts for it. He's eaten like three quarters of the thing. It's quite big, and he's done it in like three days. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, fucking odd creatures. Oh, that's weird. Oh, fucking that's that noise in the background is so funny. It's like it's like Becky's like wet and she's fucking shaking herself off. It's great. <laughs> Why me? Why would it not be Mark? Because Mark, like, because Mark's been talking and like, so it only seems to happen when like you're <laughs> not <quiet>. talking. <laughs> it's the stupid dog and his stupid jingly collar. Ah, uh, brilliant! Wish we had a dog. Anyway. <laughs> Um, the Conjuring Two is directed by. As I try and pour this beer without getting foamy head on me, right there we go. The Conjuring Two is directed by James Wan and stars Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, Francis O'Connor, um, Franca Potenti. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, uh, odd bit of casting, but kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, it works. Um, and uh, Simon McBurney. Uh, Simon McBurney turns up, yeah. Which is great. Um, so, uh, The Country 2... All the weird stuff he turns up in. No, I know, I know. I, I like Simon McBurney. Um, so, anyway. I, I, so? I admire his haircut in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I admire his haircut in this. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point, actually, yeah. Fucking hell. Jesus wept. Um, so, Country 2... Subtitle in some areas, it seems the Enfield case. Um, so this is based on the, the haunting in Enfield, which is actually quite well known. Um, I believe it was the um, the inspiration for Ghost Watch as well, wasn't it? It was indeed, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, watch it. Sorry? I'll need to track that down and watch it. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Bloody Ghost Watch. Mr. Pipes. Oh. Um <laughs> It's probably on YouTube, you know. Reckon. Yeah. Um. So, uh, basically, um, 
haunting. It's, there's a haunting of a family, but this time it's a single mother and her kids uh, in Enfield. Um, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's bigger budgeted. It's half an hour longer. It's as close, in a way, to a blockbuster horror film as I I, I I think we've had in a good long while. Um, it, it It's an interesting one, is The Conjuring 2. Um, uh, Becky, what did you think? Um, I mean, it's not, it's not as strong as The Conjuring, um, but it's very much a return to form after, after Annabelle. It's... Right, Mark's shaking now, sorry. Yep. Mark, stop shaking and take your collar off. God. Well, there's an insight. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, <laughs> it, <laughs> um, obviously it, it sets up some new characters in there as well, which, you know, we've got the um, results of the nun being set up. We've yeah. got, I'm sure we'll end up with a crooked man. The crooked man is in production. Yeah. Oh um, God, is it? Oh, yeah. uh, sorry. Anyway, yeah. My my issue with this one, as opposed to Conjuring, I don't find the nun scary. I don't think she's image wise scary. You know, yeah, her coming out of the painting is scary. Anything coming out of a painting would be scary. I don't think the crooked man's scary. It just it it loses. There's you still got the same kind of. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the dog's like mugging Mark off by just shaking every time he looks away from him. Um, the you still got the same kind of the peril of the family kind of thing, and you 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 identify with those, and it's you're scared for them, and obviously the neighbours are drawn into it in this one as well, and you know there's, there's still all of that going on, but that a lot of that feels like a retread. Um, the bits with Oh, this is the one with the old guy, isn't it? Yeah. He's scary. Yeah, still on my mm. Yeah. Yeah, he, that's creepy. And the bit with the woman, like, with the chair and when she gets taken over and she's talking, mm. that bit's really well done, actually. Yeah. 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 As, the, as the, like, core of it. I just think... I don't know. The nun, the nun bit, knowing that it was just a setup for us, the next movie, kind of, it spoils that element of it for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's great. It's the the the, the family are really good in it. Ed and Lorraine Warren, you've got the bit in there about they kind of get um, called out about whether they're frauds or not, don't mm. they? And they have to kind of defend themselves. I think does it? It refers to the Amityville case at the start. Yeah. You know, there's all that bit. It it kind of delves more into them as doing what they're doing, which mm. I think is good. It develops their characters a little bit, which is. You know, are they? I mean, are they making a conjuring? Conjuring three? Yeah, well, the, the, the the plan is to. I think the, I think at the moment the Annabelle, the third Annabelle movie, um, is the next one that's listed to be coming out, and then it'll be the Conjuring three, and then apparently the Crooked Man. So I'm guessing the Crooked Man might turn up more in the Conjuring three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. As a continuation of the spine of this universe, which is what The Conjuring 
movies, the Edinburgh and Warren movies actually are, and the rest of them are offshoots. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some really good creepy bits. The kids are really good in it. I like the fact that it's it's based over here. Yeah. And it's got it's got Ed and Lorraine Warren being all slick and American, and then there's just this like it's set in the East End, yeah, yeah, and it's a council estate in the East End. Absolutely, yeah, I, I like the juxtaposition of that, really. Um, so yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Again, again, you know, it's it didn't surprise me this one. After yeah. watching, I think the reason the Conjuring surprising me was because we'd watched Annabelle first, <laughs> and I was like, oh god, are they really all just crap? It's a bit. The thing that bothers me about this film is that it's a bit setty. It all looks. The house just looks like a set. And it really bothers me. None of the other films does it look like a set. And it yeah. looks like a, it, 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 it looks too production designed. Yeah, I can, I can see your point. It, it looks overly lived in. Yeah, and like the fucking. The basement just looks fucking gigantic. Uh, i don't know it's like it's a it's a let's let's be fair it's a terraced council estate house it just looks bigger than it should be and i i don't know it it was it was weird it was like they got all this budget and just thought right okay then we're gonna have some really grand shit council estate sets uh and uh, yeah I, i i don't know it put me off I will say the nun sequence still weirded me the fuck out. Just the bit at the end when the shadow comes into the painting and then the arms come out and then like have the painting over the head and rush towards her. Fuck that. (laughs) Yes. Like, no, fuck that. Um, And I, I just, I, I was a bit confused. So, the the Valak demon is that that was the demon that's actually like causing it the whole time, yeah? Yeah. So it started that shit just to get Ed and Lorraine over there. Pretty much. It's a lot of effort, isn't it? it, it it's a it it, it 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 kind of it appears where it gets chance to appear, doesn't it? I think is 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 the argument there is it, it it had an opportunity, it, it saw an opening into our realm, and that opening happened to be there. But then it it's also in their house because it's the nun. Yeah. Can go back with them though. I think it goes back with them. Yeah. Oh, hang on. What? So. Oh no. The Enfield stuff starts, but then the nun stuff. When when does the nun stuff happen? Doesn't that happen before they go to London? I'm not because oh, they, they don't go back to the US <laughs> once they're in London, do they? You are. They, like they don't go back to the US when they're in London uh, after they get to London. It's like they get to London and they're there for the rest of the film. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah. Hang on, I'm getting muddled, I think. Like, I just, it just, it seems, the demon's plan seems very, very complex. Yeah. It's like, if you can haunt Lorraine in her own home, 
why are you then also haunting this family in London and and or is it to fuck with Lorraine because it's like I'm gonna Shit. pose as this other I'm gonna pose as this ghost called Bill and I'm gonna fuck with you. Yeah, I think it literally is just that. I think it's just shits and giggles. Shits and ghost giggles. Okay, all right. I'll take that. Shits and ghost giggles. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's interesting what you're saying about it. it. It felt a little bit like a blockbuster horror film, and it does feel like a blockbuster horror film. You know, it's it's ballsy as fuck to make a two-and-a-bit-hour horror movie for a start-off. Mm. Um, and... It does. It does work. It feels like uh, it, it feels like <laughs> in an odd way, like a more grand and epic horror story. Mm. It, it's like they've gone right. We've set it up with a conjuring. We've given you Annabelle, which is the schlock, and now we're going to give you this. Where it, it's it is it ballsy. It's really ballsy to do that, and to, and then again, like you say, to set it in you know in mid seventies London. Again, is quite ballsy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, quite. And I, just the, the the climax. There's a lot of shit going on. Mm. Uh, you know, you got the stuff, uh, the the lightning strike and the spear thing. You've got what's going on in the cellar. Uh, you've got the, there's some crooked man shit going on. Um, there's the the girl by the window, and then the windows blow out and all that stuff. It's um, you know, it, it, it there's just there's a lot of stuff going on, and the scares are grand. And the I gotta say, the fucking the bit where she's watching the TV and whatnot, and she's at the TV, and then he's behind her and just go like, "My house!" Like, yeah. ugh, that's great. Like, there's really, again, really, really good sustained scares in this, but it is two and a quarter hours long, and it. You know, it spends like Ed and Lorraine don't get to London until the film's been on for nearly an hour. Yeah, it, it is like what fifty-one minutes smart in there. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's an awful lot of setting up the scares, which is fine, and they do that in the first one as well. Um, but the first one felt a bit more economical in its storytelling, even with the Annabelle stuff in there. It's yeah. It's a densely packed hour and forty-five. This is a not quite as densely packed two and a quarter. Yeah, it, it, that, that's spot on. Right, it does. It, it it feels a little bit too long. A touch, yeah, a touch. But it it never really gets boring. There's just points where you want it to just hurry up a little bit. Even though I I, I could. I'm saying all this, but I could watch Patrick Wilson sing Elvis for quite a long time as well. Uh, so that, that's it. If you're saying, "Well, you could cut that bit out," I'd be there going, "But would you want to?" <laughs> that, and I, th- I think that's what James Wan has said when someone's gone, "Cut the El- him singing Elvis bit out," and he's gone, "No, you can cut the rest of the fucking movie, but you ain't cutting that." The thing is, back. Sorry, just while I remember back back to what you said before, Ian, about like. Why the fuck is Balak there? What's he doing? Like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. You do. I think you find. Oh, I, I definitely did. Watching all of these quite close together, mm. the logic of the movies slips significantly. Like, if you watch, 
Annabelle, the Annabelle creation, you're left going, wait, what? And you have to make quite a few intuitive leaps to be able to make excuses for the movies to make sense. And then you throw the nun into that as well. Yeah, and then you throw the nun into that. Conjuring 2, you know, yeah, why, if it wasn't said in Lorraine Warren, why the fuck's it in London? Mm. Is it the old man? Is it anything to do with the old man? Does she just want to terrorise this family and uh, Valet just want to terrorise this family and then Ed and Warren, Lorraine get involved just by coincidence? But she's got a history with them, so that seems a bit convenient. You know, the you have to suspend disbelief quite a lot with this series, I find. They haven't quite... There's no through line there that they've got. They've, there's no... They haven't gone, right, okay, we're going to take this one here and this one here. And this. They're kind of... It feels more like they're winging it with this particular universe. Which, when is, you, which, which is they are. Which they are. And if you like the movies, which I do for the most part, you can kind of go, ah, well, it must be because of this. But the fact that you have to, I think, if you were wanting to criticise the movies, it gives you a very big opportunity and a very big opening to do that. Yes, that's fair. Yeah, because, I, I, I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do with the Crooked Man because, in the end of the day, that's just a toy that the kid had that the demon took advantage of. Like, what fucking backstory yeah. is there going to be to that? It's, it it yeah. is a, a, a weird toy, don't get me wrong, but that toy wasn't sinister to start with. No. Whereas, like, Annabelle from the off is sinister. The nun from the off is sinister. Yeah, it, they're their own entities, aren't they, to start off with? Yeah, like this. It's like, what, so there's going to be some other demon that's going to use the crooked man thing then, is there? I, it just, it doesn't... Because he, he puts it in his thing at the end, doesn't he? And it, yeah. like, it is the crooked man toy that he puts in there. Yeah, yeah, it is next to the yeah. um, music box from the first yeah, yeah, one. That's mm. right, yeah. So it's it, it's like they're trying to give that greater significance than there actually is. And I mean, like, the, the, the Crooked Man, it basically just kind of looks like the Slender Man with a hat, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Very much so. So, yeah, great. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 these films are just such a case-by-case basis, but I would like... I would like to see a Conjuring Free where it is literally these things are after Ed and Lorraine and they have to deal with it. I don't want Ed and Lorraine to have to help anyone else. I want them to save themselves. That's kind of what they did though, wasn't it? I mean that's that's where the stories are coming from, is they, they were they were demonologists and that's what they did. I don't think they really in their memoirs or whatever, I don't think they ever were sort of personally attacked, were they? Well, fuck it. I'm sure there's enough that's fucking taking shit with a grain of salt in, in these films. Let's just... Yeah. Fuck. yeah. They're, they're based on true tellings or true memoirs. I don't think we need to actually tell their life they're, they're based on true times that a screenwriter wrote a film called The Conjuring 2. Yeah. Hmm. Based on the true events of writing the film. Yeah. That's it. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not biography bits. No, you know, I know, but they they are they are based on cases they worked so yeah. far. That's, yeah, but let's just have a country in three where it's Vera Farmiga just like going around shooting demons with like fucking holy water shotguns. Is that what you want? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> and Patrick Wilson just singing fucking Elvis behind her. <laughs> there you go. Let's do three. Looking at it, they can't. Mm. Sort of just looking at their notable investigations. Annabelle's already been dealt with. The parent family is conjuring. 
Amityville, they can't do. There's too many Amityville movies no, already. Enfield, they've done. Well, I mean, like to be fair, Amityville, they kind of do a little bit at the start, don't they? With the whole Vera Farmiga, like, mock, mock, pop it, like, cocking a shotgun and all that stuff. That was okay. weird. Yeah. 1991, the Warren's book Werewolf, The True Story of Demonic Possession was published in which they claimed to have exercised a demon manifesting itself as a werewolf. Right. Watch the out of that. Yeah, yeah right. that sounds all right, that. Right, Conjuring 3, there we go. There you go, Conjuring 3, werewolf. Conjuring 3, Conjuring 3, Patrick Wilson sings how this song's a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Wilson sings, <gasps> sings Warren Zevon's Werewolves of London as Elvis... Uh, an actual werewolf. That'll do. Yeah, fine, fine with that. Played by... No, you're taking it too far now. No. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a good sequel. It it extends, like I say, that backbone of the series. Um, it's still better than, than whatever fucking indie fucking horror du jour that was around in that fucking year. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Shit follows. Uh-huh. Nah, that was a bit early. I think. It follows, yeah. It follows is awful. What a waste of time. Soundtrack's yeah. good though. Soundtrack is good. Yeah. You can listen to that on Spotify though. I don't have to waste hours of my life watching it. Uh, agree. Yeah. It basically, yeah, it, it, it follows just gonorrhea the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, getting off track. It's gonorrhea with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Definitely anyway. not shit. Definitely not shit, yeah. Uh, our audience, definitely not shit, 63%, touching cloth, 13%, and shit, 25%. Hmm. Okay. Did we do our own votes for Annabelle? I can't remember who Yeah, did we, we, we? You, 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 you did our votes for a little bit. Oh, no, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, just, yeah. Shit. Okay. <laughs> right, so. Annabelle Creation, my birthday film last year. So, directed by... Um, I've forgotten his fucking name, Sandberg. Uh, David F. Sandberg. David F. Sandberg. I had Daryl in my head. It was like, no, that's Daryl Zanuck, who's a producer. Anyway, um, starring Anthony LaPaglia? Yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, Miranda Otto. Yeah. And some kids and a nun, but not the nun. Yeah. Um, so, this takes it back um, to... The creation of the Annabelle doll, as the title implies, but, um, you know, she was just a doll. Anthony LaPaglia is a doll maker. His uh, child is uh, tragically killed, and it cuts to years later, and uh, he and his wife, played by Miranda Rotto, are opening their house up to um, a a group of kids, uh, of orphans and a nun. Um, But there's a presence in the house and it's got its eye on one of the orphans. So, Annabelle Creation. Becky, first time watch for you. What do you think? Uh, well, it's significantly better than Annabelle, isn't it? I'll mean, mm-hmm. just get that right off, off the bat. It's um, it's a much better put-together movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I, I think it's a really well-thought-out story, which Annabelle wasn't. I think they've... This feels like they've actually written it before they started filming, which is a bonus. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a bonus. I think the acting in it is is really pretty good um, from both the adult and the the younger cast. I think there's some decently creepy um, 
stuff in there. The the doll itself, I mean, I know it's the same doll and it looks the same, but just the way that it's used, it's scarier. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to think, because we watched this the other night, didn't we? And we've watched a few since. Um, oh, my God, yeah, the bit where she's in the bunk bed and there's the footsteps, and then she looks through the crack between the wall and the bunk bed and there's the first mm. air. That's fucking screw. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's like I say it's it's better. Well, it's it's a it's a better thought out movie. Obviously, you've got it's actually quite sad, and you empathise with Anthony LaPaglia and Miranda Otto's characters. They've just tried to bring the daughter back out of desperation and missing the daughter, and they've mm. accidentally opened the door unwittingly for this fucking thing to come through instead and pretend to be their daughter and possess this doll you know they didn't they didn't know what they were getting into they don't know how to get rid of it and so they've just kind of locked it away with a load of bible pages um it's you know it's actually it's actually quite sad and the fact that they both do not make it to the end of the movie is it's a shame for them because they've tried to do a nice thing and have these orphans come live with them and it's not worked out well. Mm. She gets chopped in half. That's not nice. That's um, fucking grim. It is grim. Yes, it yeah. is. I think, I think that grim was my exact words to you yeah, when it happened because yeah. I completely forgot that happened. Yeah, no, I did as well. Like, that is a fucking image, that is. Like, just like her entrails are just hanging. Just there. Yeah. Unpleasant. Um, so yeah, but I think obviously the main main kudos has to go to the little girl that plays. Is it Janice? Yeah, she carries the vast majority of that movie. Uh. And the the other girls fucking all looking. Yeah, you're not you're not keen at her, are you? She's you um, um. They all have a variation on that girl. Conjuring, Conjuring Two, and this one all have a girl that looks very similar to that with that kind of. Face. What? Where she looks like she looks like a twenty-seven-year-old that lives in a house with cats. Yeah, I didn't really get that off her, but you know. What the the smaller girl? Yeah. Yeah. She she was in that. Um. She was in the Ouija sequel. The Ouija, that yeah, was actually pretty good. Yeah. She's 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 fine. It her face she's just fucking face creeps me out. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. I think. I think. The girl that plays Janice, I can't, her name's not on here, but the girl that plays Janice is, is really, really, really good in it. Um, her, her arc is like properly upsetting as well. It is, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she doesn't do anything wrong, really. She, Yeah, she goes into the room when she finds it unlocked, but apart from that, she, she, she doesn't do that wrong. And, and she tries to like be nice to the little girl that she sees in the window yeah. before she opens the closet door and finds the doll. She hasn't, she hasn't done anything wrong and then she gets possessed. She's really good in Geostar as well, actually. Is she in Geostar? Yeah, she's the, she's the daughter in Geostar. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Yeah. And she's really good in that. Yeah, yeah, she was all right in Geostar, actually. Fair play. No, it, it, yeah. The ending of it is fantastic as well, and then how it ties back into the crap Annabelle movie. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's really, it's like, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Annabelle creation, I know where you're going with this. But yeah, it's 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 brilliant. I I really really enjoyed this, and we'll watch again. Like when we do the inevitable rewatch of this series, when the next one comes out, Annabelle will be left out. Annabelle creation will not. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's about, about it. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, Mark, how did it hold up on rewatch? Really well, actually. I think it was mm. better than I than I originally watched it, and we I remember we quite liked it, didn't we? Um, yeah, we were, we were both pretty fucking positive. I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I like how kind of nasty it is. Mm. You know, it gets it, it sets out its nasty star quite early with having a child hit by a fucking car. Yeah, that's one. Um, and it's so you you know you're in for something a little bit gnarly, uh, but it's not it's not aggressively nasty. Um, it, it, it just it's telling a tragic story I also like the fact that it's it's one setting it's all set in the same place you, you know you're all just at that that essentially farmhouse and it looks like it was shot at a farmhouse as well instead of on a stage yeah, yeah. Um, and it gives you it gives you these characters and it gives you enough backstory that, that you that you engage with them the kids speak like kids not like Adults have written language for kids, yeah, uh, which can sometimes happen when adults write language for kids. Um, so they, they they speak like kids, they react like kids, they allow them to be kids in it. I think Anthony, the Pagius character, it, it, he earns that that stoicism, but he's also got a, a genuine kind of care for them. Um, there's a great scene where I think they're, they're telling stories to each other or something in one of the, in one of the rooms, and he walks by stops and kind of looks at them and it's like he kind of wants to engage with them but it is unaware of how to engage with them mm. and so just continues it just kind of like groans and then walks off mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's not groaning at them he's kind of groaning at himself um i like i like that for it but then it gets fucking nasty with the you know the imagery of uh, you know a face been half off and then you know, the eye being missing, and then... I wish that had been done a little better. The makeup's a bit shoddy on that. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you on that there. Um, but then I, I do think it's it's a really... It's not just a really good entry into this series of films. It's a really good standalone horror film. It is. And that's, you know, when you look at Annabelle, mm. obviously... It is very heavily influenced by a film that we've already mentioned quite a few times. Yeah. This feels like its own thing. Yeah. It's not. It's not aping anything else. It's not. You know. It's not. It's not. Behold, I, I think it's a great could, point. Yeah, I, I think you could watch Annabelle Creation and not own. watch yeah, yeah. the ones and, and still get enough out of it. Yeah. And think that you need to watch it. And the the, the, the scene where you've got Anthropagus holding the cross up to the what is it, and it's literally breaking his fingers oh, off. Oh, that's horrible. It's fantastic. Horrible. Because it, it deals with a horror trope of um, the cross being there, which is a big thing in, in, in horror. Um, but the, the ghost literally goes, fuck you, snaps his fingers and the cross drops, yeah. and then it sucks his life out. It, it, it's a very, again, it's a gnarly imagery. It's a gnarly, it, it's showing the demon as being, ah, more powerful than you. I mean, it, it, even, sorry, Becky. Well, I was just saying, what a nasty fucking demon as well to come and like. I mean, I know demons by by nature would be nasty, but yeah. what an awful way to get demonized with it, like pretending to be their daughter and then thinking there's like this glimmer of hope. You think it's still around? The, the demon's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a fun demon. It's a prick. What? <laughs> I mean, even just like the the whole thing. I mean, like because to be fair, they kind of set it up in Annabelle, where it's like the crushing the spirit and then. 
kind of like taking over. And they kind of do that with this as well with Janice, where, you know, they it fucking drops her from that massive height and whatnot, and then like allows her to like feel the sun for five seconds before fucking pushing her into that room and yeah. spits all that fucking gunk at her. Um, you know, which is a trope, you know, Prince of Darkness is like, that's how they kind of like spread the fucking satanic thing and that, isn't it? Like fucking spraying water in people's mouths, which is just fucking gross. Um, Well, even in this universe, in The Conjuring, Bathsheba goes into... Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's how it transfers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so... But, like, so, I don't know, that's just gross as well. And and like we were saying, I just feel so sorry for the Janice character. Like you say, she barely does anything wrong. Yes, she goes in that room, but she gets kind of fucked over again and again and again. And then none of the other girls really get that hurt. I mean, that one older girl gets that fucked up sequence with the scarecrow. But that's... Oh, that... oh yeah, that's scary. The light like bulbs. Oh, yeah. uh... <gasps> and then, like, she, she manages to stop it from falling out. And then it just reaches from behind and fucking crushes it anyway. That's a bastard. I, I, I do think, though, that, that if you're in that situation, it's like, you won't climb a ladder. You won't yeah, climb a ladder. No, Don't climb a ladder, sweetheart. Well, you're yeah. not right, are you? But then how else do you stop it from dropping? You just get the fuck out. Yeah, better than she could. Well, try harder. That's the moral of that bitch's story. Yeah, that scarecrow is pretty creepy. <laughs> the scarecrow is fucking creepy. Yeah. So, the scarecrow yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true that. They're designed to be creepy. They're scarecrows. Yeah, but like, it doesn't have to actually be scary to scare a crow. It just has to, like, be there. They can't see it and think, oh, I don't know, that guy's got a sack for a head. That's not how they think. It's just like, oh, I think that's a person. I I think you're downplaying. I think a waving inflatable tube man would be better for that and less scary. Mm, Yeah, fair point. Sorry, we digress. No, 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 it's all good. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It it just kind of feels like it's a lot better than it should have been. Yeah. I, I also very, very much like the, the well scene where you've got the nun, the, the nun turns around the little girl and says, what the hell was that? And the girl just goes, why do you care? Let's just run. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> you know That's brilliant. <laughs> and then they run away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's uh, an awful lot to do, but she's fine. The, 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 what, the, the, the nun. Yeah, she's she's she's, she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. She's she, fine. Yeah, she's pretty she's fine. Which is good. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't look like she's like she she even knows what a nun is. No. <laughs> but she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Are you definitely not shit? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I actually think it's, 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 it's a really, really good film, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Straight up. And as well, I, I remember really, I kind of watching this in the cinema early on in the morning, come out of it and going, that was great. I, 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 that, that warranted a cinema trip. Yeah. Um, it looked good on screen. Uh, our audience view was definitely not shit. 43%. Touching Cloth, 29%. Shit, 14%. And Geostone, 14%. <laughs> oh, Geostone doesn't normally get much love in the polls, does it? No. Yeah. Horror seems like a good Geostone genre, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's get on to the main event. 
Yeah. I suppose. The Nun, directed by Corinne Hardy and starring Teresa. Yes, she's Vera's sister. No, it doesn't actually mean anything. It's just weird casting Farmiga. Uh, yeah. Demian Bashir, um, a man, and some nuns. Yeah. <laughs> so. Concise. Indeed. And Bonnie Ahrens as the nun. And fair play, she should get a shout out. She's She's doing work. So, the nun... It's Romania. There's an abbey. Nuns are dying. A priest is sent by Michael Smiley of Spaced Fame to investigate. Um, that's fucking like that took me out of it completely for that entire scene. Anyway, um, yeah, he's sent to investigate an uh, an abbey with. A, a nun who hasn't taken her vows yet and the nun starts doing things you can guess what I thought of this film um, and Mark this time let's start off with you bud what do you think of the nun as a gothic horror film it's interesting as a gothic horror film the only problem is I don't think it's a gothic horror film. I think Corinne Hardy's tried to make a gothic horror film. Mm. But I don't think the story is set up as a gothic horror film. I think it, again, suffers from the fact that Tysa Farminger is painfully dull. She's not got much range. She's not got much range. She literally has look up at the camera and try and look puppy-eyed. That is it. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's essentially like an hour and a half where it's either people shouting loudly at things going a bit crazy or people walking around holding lanterns. There's a lot of lanterns. There's a lot of lanterns in this. Yeah. An awful lot of lanterns. There was a lot, a lot of oil burnt during the screening, the making of this. It's, yeah, uh, it's a bit shit in it, really. There's not a lot of nun action. I was disappointed in, in right. the... Right, see, I, don't, I didn't hear that because I'm not heavily invested in the the nun as a, as a character. I wanted, The thing is, it, the, the film is the nun, and the nun is supposed to be the nun, but it's not. The nun in this is Tysa Farminger, but she's not a nun until the end of it, so it doesn't really make that much well, sense. She's almost a nun, but she's not a nun, and they make they they, they make a big fucking deal of the fact that she's not made, taking her vows yet. You're not taking your vows, have you not? Oh, she's not allowed because she's not taking vows. <laughs> we fucking get it. She's not taking her vows, but the fucking Vatican thought it was okay to send her, and you're supposed to be holding the fucking Vatican, so shoot your fucking nun traps, right? Is it really? You spend a lot of time being silent. Shut the fuck up. It's, yeah, I was disappointed because, I, again, like Annabelle, I think it was a really good movie. And I think Corin Hardy's got a really good gothic horror movie in it. It's just not this movie. It, it's, it, it, I think you're going to say this, Ian, so I'm going to jump in before you say it. Um, it's not scary. No, it isn't scary. It's not scary. No. 
it, th- th- there was there was literally there was what is a big jump scare, and I can't even remember the actual one that it is now. Where I went, ah, oh, fine, and it wasn't even that I was expecting it or anything like that. It's just that it wasn't scary, and that's the problem. If you're gonna do jump scares, jump scares are fine. They're a brilliant horror trope. You can build them up, and when they're done right, they're a beautiful thing. And I'm easy to scare. I am scared by a jump scare like nobody. I love right? a jump scare, don't I love a jump scare. I like being scared. It's why I like horror. But that was just like, oh, right, yeah, there it is. And there's too many in this. And it's too all over the place. It's too shaky. It's too shaky. It's a little bit like a Silent Hill movie. It's too shaky. I didn't like it. Like nope. it. No. Becky, did you not like it? I actually kind of did. Once it got okay. going, um, I think the point where it starts getting better for me is when they go back to the Abbey. Abbey and she goes in and they separate, don't they? Mm. From that point on, and once it starts. I I like I like stuff in in games, in books, in films where they kind of go into the mythology of why why things are the way they are. And once it starts delving into that and why the Abbey is haunted and what Valak is and and all that kind of side of it and when she's she's um they're looking for the thingy, what's it called? The Jesus Blood. It's blood, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the vessel. yeah, the well, yeah, we'll call it a vessel. Artifact. Um, it's not artifact, but you're you're in, in the right sort of yeah, maybe artifact. Um, you know, and they, they start looking for that. Incense and it, burner that you would find at TK Maxx for seventy p. Anyway, well, <laughs> once it starts getting into all that and the the gothicy Catholicy stuff I, I actually really enjoyed it i didn't find it scary at all it is not a scary movie but it is it is an interesting story after that point um and the um the, the bit where it turns out that it, actually she was just having a vision and all those other nuns are fucking dead like that yeah. that's quite a nice little twist um you kind of got the feeling all the way through that um sister victoria the one that commit suicide had done that for some kind of reason like nuns mm. don't commit suicide do they so um it's a what's it mortal sin isn't it so you know the, there was obviously something about that but the fact that all the other the nuns and the abbess is it were already all just dead was a nice little nice little bit of icing on the cake there um i don't i, I think they could have probably come up with a better way to to stop balak um than her just spitting Jesus blood at her. Um, I, I, I did like that it did just kind of appear that she went down a drain at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I didn't hate it. I think, you know, absolutely it's got its faults, but it ticks enough boxes for me that I would, I would watch it again. I would give it another go. Oh, and I liked the bit at the end when it goes full circle back to the Conjuring movie with the um, the the thing and Maurice is actually Frenchie yeah. and they're exercising him and that's where she has her crazy vision. 
that freaks her out, and that's why she's like out of action in the first movie. Well, you did say after that. Ah, that's interesting that they've made it. Malak is the the one that she really freaks out about. Well, yeah. I mean, the obviously there's all, there's going to be a lot of theorising. Tysa Farmiger is an odd piece of casting for this, really. I think it's maybe that, that, that they've just done Vera a favour and cast a little sister in summer because she can't get anything else. Quite it, possibly, yeah. That yeah. is fucking weird casting. I mean, I, like, I can't get over how weird that casting is. It is, yeah. And, you know, the, uh, the, the fact that they then cut directly to that and it's 20 years later and Vera Farmiga's 20 years older than Tysa and... She's not her. I know, but it, it does kind of make you go, hmm. No, she's not. Have they, have they tried to set it up so that it could be? No, because or... Ale- what's it, Warren is a real person. Yeah. And the, the, the whole thing is it's based on theirs. They can't just rewrite her. Write her as a different person. Maybe she's died and it's like a reincarnation. It's not. It, it's just, it, it's just it is a bit actors. odd. But it just it feels like they've tried to kind of put something in there to make people... No, Think it. they've just done Vera Farming her a favour. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that exorcism, and then it comes back full circle, and it's, it's it turns out that it was him that they were exercising, and then she freaks out, and and it was of a vision of... Well, it's actually a vision of it, Ed getting killed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I just, I think it's... I, I really actually, once it got going, enjoyed it. When, when it... Watching it start off with it was a bit like, oh god, this is pretty fucking awful. Um, because it's not, it's not, it doesn't start well at all. Uh-huh. Go on in. Go on in. What do you think? No, I just, I'm, I'm listening and agreeing. It's, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was pretty disappointed by it. I mean, I think it looks good. Um, you know, it's, I think the budget was twenty two million dollars and. Yeah, cool. It, it, I, I, I don't think the budget was particularly wasted um, in, in that. And I mean, fuck knows, it's made a lot of money. So, you know, good on them for that. But it's, um, but yeah, they just didn't really do an awful lot with it. Like the central mystery isn't all that compelling. You know, the, the, it's fucking obvious that that one sister who's like covered in the shroud is a wrong one from the start. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like just brutally fucking. Like I. I don't know. Maybe that wasn't supposed to be a surprise. I don't know. Um, it, the, the, it also like fuck, man. It felt like the whole Demian Bashir and the kid thing. It was like, God, are they setting up another fucking spin off about that kid? Well, <laughs> yeah. It, like that. That's what I think with with these films. That I mean, the thing is with Annabelle creation that was a singular story. I mean, to be fair, the same with Annabelle as well. Whereas yeah. the conjuring films felt like, okay, how many spin-offs are we going to get? And with this, it kind of felt like, are they trying to do a spin-off as well? Um, the trailer contains the one good jump scare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that, because I mean, that jump scare is fantastic. Um, and the rest of it is loud noises or, cuts to something with a loud noise and it's discombobulating because it's cut to something else. Um, the imagery in it isn't particularly memorable. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't remember one horrific image that's staying with me. Um, I, I, but 
it's like 96 minutes long so at least it at least it doesn't take the piss with the runtime um yeah i don't i don't know it i just thought it was shit yeah i'm i'm, I'm sadly with you on that i was i was really up for it actually and i usually like an occult i i was scared of watching you, this film you were scared? yeah uh, I, i'm usually up for like a real like occulty fucking loaded in Catholicism story. Yeah, it's kind of your... It, 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 it's my jam. Um, and, yeah, this, uh, sadly, this, this jam was just... It was just weak. Mm. Yeah. It was just, like, fucking smart price jam. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad you liked it, though, though Bex. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The thing is, I, I, I... Whereas, I can't even bother to watch Annabelle again, ever. I would give this, give this... I will go, give right? this another go... Um, when you want to rewatch it, so probably when it comes on Sky, yeah, yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be a Sky premiere. Ah, oh, fuck it, yeah, we'll give it another go, and I might, I might take it to it. Maybe we should just start watching it like half an hour in. Nah, we just miss out that boring first bit. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but I see your point. <laughs> I, d- I do wish they'd cast someone less wooden than Tyson Farmiga, though. Let's be honest, Tasha Farmiga, no one gives a shit about it if her surname isn't Farmiga. No. Because she was... She is dull in that, what is it, as well, that she was in? What was it, American Horror Story, was it? The first she's alright in American Horror Story. Dull no, she's alright in She's all right in the third series about the witches. She's boring in the first well, series. She was quite good in Final Girls. Yeah. You know, she was quite good in that. She was quite entertaining in that. <laughs> once she pointed out that she tries to act by keeping her arms at her side always I couldn't yeah. unsee it yeah there is a point where um, where she's, she's she's been spoken to by somebody and something's happening in the background and she's looking round and it, it literally is like like Corinne Hardy's gone you can move but you can't move your arms and so she's looking and, and after that it was just every time she moves it's like she's moving without moving her arms almost like a shit robot yeah. Yeah, so after that point, I couldn't unsee that and, like, you kind of ruined the rest of it. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I mean, I'm not saying it was good. Well, you no, I'm not saying it was good. I'm saying I enjoyed it after a certain point. That's different, isn't it? Yes. Okay, fair enough. So, I mean, wh- where are you thinking in terms of marking it? Are you quite Geostorm or are you touching cloth? Or are you... Probably, no, because it's not shit, so shit is good. It's not, it's not bad, it's not. Yeah. Well, it's not definitely not shit, because definitely not shit on our scale is good. Yeah. So I would, I'd have to say touching cloth, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shit. So am I. Oh. And and yeah, I I, I feel bad because Corin Hardy does actually seem like one of the good guys as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That, Just I don't know. Is this his first movie or is it? No, he, he did the 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 Hollow or the Hollow. Oh yeah, so it was set in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is pretty fucking intense and really good monster shit in that film. I wasn't as massive on that as a lot of people, but the the guy like. Listening into him in interviews and stuff, it does seem like he cares. Yeah, so. he's, he, you know, 
that's it. You, I kind of, I, I do think there's a that the, the guy's got a really good grasp of, of 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 what a gothic horror should be, but I just don't think that this is. I don't think the story married up to what I think his vision of it and the script were, were too opposed to each other. Yeah, I, I wonder if it was mandated for jump scares. Mm. It was just like, you need to have a jump scare in this pretty fucking clockwork every couple of minutes, and it just, nah. Yeah. What are you going to I don't know. I think, I think you take it out of the Conjuring universe and take and sort out that setup, the first bit. I think it's not a bad movie. I disagree. <laughs> It doesn't work as part of the Conjuring thing. That's it. It mm. feels out of sync with the mm. Conjuring movies. It feels, yeah, it's it's a whole different thing. And, you know, yes, different directors, they're not all going to feel exactly the same, but there has to be some level of cohesion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, overall, it, it's weird that the spin-off films do feel like three very individual films. The two mainline ones do feel of a piece, but the rest do feel very, very separate. Um, and I suppose that's to be commended that they they are trying different things. But and it, it's like I like I I very much like three out of the five films. Um, but. God, I don't think we need a crooked man, and I don't. I, I liked Annabelle Creation. I don't think we need an Annabelle three. No, I think they'd be better off sticking to the the main stories. No, I, I, I don't. I don't mind them doing these little offshoots. Just make them better. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fair. Okay. Uh, poll. Uh, the poll was... I've just had this up and I've just got rid of it for some reason. Um, definitely not shit, 28%. Okay. Butching cloth, 17%. Shit, 56%. Mm. And Geostorm, nothing. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so... This is how our cat is currently sat. There's no photo there, Becky. No, no, give me a second. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. What's he fucking doing? It's just that look staring into the corner. He does look like Carla. It's fucking weird, isn't he? That yeah. is weird. He looks huge as well. He's really not, actually. He's quite small. Um, He's a prick. He's <laughs> staring. He's in my corner now. So. Corner. Sorry. Our boy Rick, Rick J Kid with the with the one question for the week. Thank you, Rick, as always. Yeah. What existing horror franchise would you like to see branch out like the Conjuring universe, and what would your first film be about? Ooh. Ooh. Fuck, man! I want the thing set on different continents. Oh, like a jungle thing, and then yeah, a desert thing. Desert thing. Oh fuck! I'd watch that. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd really watch that. And you could have a different director from each continent who's directing the film. That all that would do. Yeah, there you go. That's diversity. Boxed off. 
Nice. I right, okay. I want to do you know the one that they tried to sort of start off with the mummy. Yeah, the, the, I want the, them to the erase. Universe. Yeah, I want them to erase the mummy from everyone's memories. Go back, do it better, and then do that. So I, I was really like excited for that. So you mean cast people? Do a cast that makes sense now rather than a cast that made sense in two thousand and four. But you know what, Tom Cruise is in it. Tom Cruise is fine in it, Tom Cruise is fine in it, but it... It's just not well I don't know, Wallace was in that as well, wasn't she? And she was painfully done as well in that. Yeah, she fucking was, wasn't she? Yeah. Um... See, she's just a kiss of death, isn't she? Silly bitch. Wow, harsh that. <laughs> but yeah, that, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see them make, like, movies about the mummy and... Hmm? Creature from the Black Lagoon and all that kind of stuff that we missed out on because we're all too fucking young. Yep. I mean, I know they're still there to go back and watch, but it would the, the the special effects being so bad would be too distracting now. So I think get anything out of them, yeah. or much out of them. So that. Uh, Candyman. No, you seen the one about doing a fucking sequel? So that, no, uh, a, a reboot. A reboot of it, yeah. I'm 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 up for a Jordan uh, Peele reboot of not. Candyman. Yeah, why the fuck not? That sounds and all right. You see that somebody pointed out that when he accepted his Saturn Award for Get Out, the best director, mm. um, it was he he wasn't there to accept it. So he recorded a acceptance speech of him sat in his living room, right, and. He's sat in his living room, accepting the speech, and on his fucking mantelpiece is the soundtrack to Candyman. Really? Yeah, an LP for the soundtrack to Candyman. I mean, to He's propped up on there. I'm fine with that. I'd, I'd be happy for him to literally, like Ian's thing thing, which I'm stealing, um, for him to basically just have Candyman, and it's just set in various, essentially, like, ghettos and social housing across the world, and it's just different fucking Candymen. So you've got an Idris Elba Candyman in fucking the East End. You've got, I don't know, somebody no. else in, in the slums of Kings, Kingston in Jamaica, <laughs> somebody else in the slums of India, and it's just all different fucking Candymen. Candyman. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but that'll do. Also, I, I'd be really interested to see... Because the thing about the Candyman it, it is, it is, it, it's a really interesting story about. Um, there's a lot of social politics within it. Yeah. In the story, and the original story is set in Liverpool. Mm. Well, Clive Barker's Barker. from 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 Liverpool. Uh, so the original story is set there, and it was transported very well uh, by Bernard Rose to um, to Chicago, and you know to Capri Green, which is a real place, uh, but. It, I'm very interested to see what Jordan Peele did with it. It's more they're mm. gonna they're gonna remake Candyman at fucking some point. And if it's it, gonna be anyone, if, if it's gonna be somebody, the original, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be, I just, I'm, I'm all for it. But then again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a remake of it. No, no, it's just, it just I don't know, it's just wrong with not being Tony Todd. But, but who says it doesn't have to be Tony Todd? Well, because he's quite old. So I think you could still have him as the Candyman. Okay. Make him at least the voice of the Candyman. And do what? I don't know. See you. No, God, no. That'd be horrible. Well, I don't know. But I, I, just, I, just, I, I just, when I saw that, I didn't go, oh, God, no. I went, ooh. <laughs> I'd be up for that. Whereas if it was, oh, they're remaking the what is it, and it's from the fucking director of Annabelle. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you can <laughs> fucking dick off with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the, problem, the problem is that the, the, with, with Candyman, a, a huge part of it is that score, that Philip Glass score. Yeah. And you're going to have oh, to do something around that. And it's there's a lot to, to, to unbox with that. But yeah, I I'd go I'd go Candyman stealing Ian's thing, have him going around the various different <laughs> ghettos and um, social housing of the world. Nice. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay, so uh next week I suppose we'll be getting to actually some more normal fare. So we got the Predator. I'm gonna watch all the Predator movies. to be fair (laughs) there's a chance I'll probably watch all the Predator films (laughs) me too fucking hang on a second right who's Predator Predator 2 Predators Alien vs Predator and Alien vs Predator Requiem right hang on just a sec yeah I could do that Right. I'm on Tony Todd's IMDb looking through his images and it just makes me want to watch the uh, Neman sequels. No. Yes, mate. We're we're recording the podcast. You're live on Dude and a Monkey. Please don't swear. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> um... Are you coming on for the Predator next week? Um, I can do, yeah. Okay. Are you going to watch yeah. all the Predator films? I'm not going to rewatch Predator because I watched it on a plane about a month ago, but I'm rewatching Predator 2 tonight and I'm going to rewatch Predators tomorrow. Right, okay. Are we yeah. just going to do a Predator special next week then, Mark and Becky? Yes, we are. <laughs> They're saying yes, they are. I just remembered that I have my headphones on. <laughs> well fucking A I'm in okay cool right get <laughs> fucked bye bye okay there we go then so yep. um, that's uh, Noel on uh, for a Predator show yeah I'm really looking forward to this I fucking love Predator 2 <laughs> we only watched it like about a month ago did we? well no actually more than that about three four months ago actually but felt like a month ago but I'm looking forward to watching it I love that movie Good shit. All right, so we've got a Predator special next week then. Why not? Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll actually probably talk about some what we watched as well, to be fair. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It depends how long we go. I won't be having an iPhone rant. <laughs> I've just, I've literally just a second ago, just looked at uh, Instagram and uh, people should just look at Arnold Schwarzenegger's the gif that he's just posted on his Instagram. What now? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Double look. It is perfect. Arnold. So hell of a gif. Gif. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, that's so glistening. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, what's a fantastic human. <laughs> like that first five minutes of Predator is just the, the best five minutes ever. Yeah. Like the, I see the t-shirt he's wearing in his profile picture. What? It says, come with me if you want to lift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I, it does. 
most of these. What? I've seen Predator and I've seen AVP, but I've not seen... You've seen Predator 2, I've watched it with you twice. Oh, well, I was probably, like, I probably fell asleep. No, you didn't, you watched it, you really enjoyed it. No, I don't remember it. And I've definitely not seen with Predators. With No. As a cop? No. You, we're going to watch it and then about 10 minutes in the and go, oh, you're right, I have seen this. I don't think you have. You're and right. I haven't seen Predators and I haven't seen AVP Requiem. I, actually, do you know what? You haven't seen Predator 2 sober. Oh, well. Because the two times I've watched it with you have been when we've been at the cabin <laughs> and we've been a little bit drunk both times. Oh, well, that'll, that'll be why then. Yeah. Oh. Cool. I'm quite excited for that. Me too. I'm just looking at Schwarzenegger's Instagram. That's the fucking gift that keeps on giving. That is fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> My word. Anyway. Yeah, the fact that, the fact that he put... <clears throat> yeah, the fact that he, should, he literally just puts just anything on there. He doesn't treat it like most celebrities treat Instagram. <laughs> he treats it like a normal person treats it. <laughs> it's just, it's so obviously him all the way as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway... <laughs> There's one video that you that you have to watch where he's doing exercises just apart, uh, and it's from a few weeks ago, and it's brilliant. Okay, I'll do that. Right, okay. You Let's... do a deep Schwarzenegger's Instagram. I'm fucking. I'm deep diving. I'm in deep. <laughs> right. Let's let's end this shit so I can masturbate to Arnold. Um. So, at Bexy Foz at Dude Foz at Ian Loring, Dude and a Monkey at Gmail dot com, Dude and a Monkey dot com. Ian, hey, you just got your own Twitter handle wrong. Oh no, yes, yeah, at Damn Ian L now, isn't it? Fucking, yeah, yeah, it is. All right, yeah, you tweet at Ian Loring, you'll get <laughs> a, a shout into the void. Oh, isn't that what Twitter is anyway? <laughs> to be fair, that is what Twitter is anyway. Yeah. yeah. You're right. And <laughs> and with that, I'm going to let these two probably get some food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have another beer and look at videos of iPhones and internally scream. <laughs> Please do not buy the one with the OLED not, screen. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to spend £999 on an iPhone. Donna would actually kill me. I need you to remotely pinky swear. Hold your pinky up at the... Dude, the... I, I will remotely pinky swear. I swear to fucking... Jesus Christ. Right. Bloody fucking... Right. Hang about. <laughs> Hang about. Right. I'm going to remotely pinky swear right now. Hang about. <laughs> literally literally if that was a movie that would be the final shot and it would there'd be a little crawl would come up and say the next day Ian Laurie spent one on an OLED screen for I'm not yeah. going to no, no, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. I, honestly I'm not going to I mean Noel put out a tweet earlier on saying I could buy a thousand pound iPhone or I could buy a 4k TV a PlayStation 4 and the Spider-Man game like that's mental it, yeah it's fucking stupid is that not mental anyway um bye bye
Bye. Bye.